Here's 78 on 78. News Radio 78, WBBM, Chicago. CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Good evening. I'm P.P. Marshall. Love. How does it happen? All throughout history, there have been theories, but the most popular originated in ancient Greece, where they believed that love was inspired by an armed baby with a gift of flight. When shot with one of his arrows, you were compelled to fall in love with whomever he chooses in some cases with disastrous effects, like people who are in love with their body pillows. But what happens if an object of Cupid's attention isn't able to act on their love? What's the matter? You don't like a nice set of getaway sticks? I don't know what that is. You know, pins, gams. Oh, legs. I get it. No. No. Well, how about a dame's rack? Nope. You a keister man? No. Ah, uh, I get it. You're not into chippies. You're into an egg's pooper. Well, I've worked with that before. If you're saying that I'm attracted to men, I'm not. Well, how am I supposed to get you pitching woo if you don't like anybody? I don't know what you're saying. Our mystery drama, A Cupid's Dilemma, was written especially for mystery theater by Glenn and Gertie Nuzzles and stars Wanda from Learn the Night Sky, Chantel and Amy from Unsighted, an English lit podcast, Ben from Words About Books podcast, and Elton from Elton Reads a Book a Week podcast. It is sponsored in part by Serta Perfect Sleeper and the Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. I'm chewing gum again. It's wonderful. For years I couldn't because gum stuck to my dental work. But now there's free dent gum. It doesn't stick. So I can enjoy all the pleasures of chewing gum again. The delicious flavor, fresh clean breath, and refreshing taste. All that's possible again with free dent gum from Wrigley's. Comes in peppermint and spearmint. You'll love it. Feel free to chew free dent. It won't stick to most dental work. Free dent gum. Our story begins with a down-on-his-luck Cupid trying to get a second chance on inspiring love, where the consequences for not succeeding are unmentionable. There I was, drinking my joe in the gray morning light of Monday, when the big cheese of the first flutter organization came walking in. Uh, this is why your numbers suck, Pid. Uh, you're always standing around. You're the worst Cupid we've got in the stable. I could really use an assignment, boss. I haven't had any work in weeks. 
Oh, I've got an assignment for you, Pid. Ah, uh, here's the file. John Johnson, 33. Never had much of a love life to speak of. Fellow was a real boob when it came to the Danes. Nah, you're all wet, boss. This guy's wearing a pine overcoat as a three this morning. I heard the news from my buddy in Dustbiters, Inc. Uh, and the assignment was stamped by the higher-ups at 259. Get it done, kid. You know what happens to Cupid's you get fired. This is your last chance. I was going to have to use every trick in the book to make this one happen. The former John Johnson was set to get dizzy with the dame Gretchen Gretschberg from his office before he had an aneurysm on his toilet. John Johnson, 33. Where am I? What's happening? You're dead. Are you God? What... what happens now? That's none of my business. I'm Cupid, and I'm here to fulfill your love story. Love story? Aren't I supposed to find the light or something? Yeah, that's not really my department. Come with me. <laughs> Look over there at that park bench. See anything you like? Uh, that's Gretchen from work. Is she dead too? No, which makes this a little harder. But with my charm, you'll have her swooning in no time. I don't understand. See, my job is to facilitate the first flutters of love betwixt a goose and an ankle. It's some bad timing, but until this case is closed and filed, you're stuck here. You want me and Gretchen to fall in love? Now? I barely know her. I'm a little distracted with being newly dead. Uh, don't worry. I'm one of the best love dicks in the company. What the heck is a love dick? You know, a romantic gumshoe. I don't think that means what you think it means. What else would it mean? It sounds pornographic. I don't know what porn is. Anyway, she's eating a peach yogurt and dropped her spoon. Go give her this extra spoon you have. That'll make her like you. I think she liked me. We were always nice to each other. No, like-like. That's not really my thing. Come on, loosen up. Where's your confidence, alter boy? Time to cage this bird. Look at her gams! She's eating a peach yogurt. That's my least favorite flavor, but my... Favorite yogurt brand? What a coincidence. See, you're getting it. She'd make a great roommate eating all the yogurt flavors I don't like in the pack. That's the spirit. Oof, this plastic spoon shouldn't be so heavy. Yeah, you don't really have your full ghost powers yet. Just focus on that sweet, sweet yogurt. You know, Gretchen is the only one in the office who never stole your yogurt out of the fridge. Oh, really? Wow! She seems like a nice person. Too bad I didn't get to know her sooner. That's it. Guide the spoon. It's too low. Get it up higher. I'm, I'm trying. Whoa, he's back. It's, it's going right over her head. Am I being pranked? Ugh, I dropped it in the yogurt. Oh, feed it to her. That's intimate. Ah! Wow. Look at her use those getaway sticks. She can really run. That didn't go well. I thought you were an expert romance penis. I don't have genitals. I'm a cherub. And what does a phallus have to do with anything? <laughs> Dick, mean... Uh, to be honest, I usually don't directly interact with my assignments, but you're dead, so we're on the same plane of existence. Usually the living do all the work, and I just put the ideas in their heads. I've never had a girlfriend, so don't look at me. We might need some help. <laughs> A ghost trying to woo a living woman. You would think it would work, but a man once said, 
that love is like a baby's fist, both delicate and hilarious. Will our Cupid be able to complete his impossible task? We'll find out in Act Two. I do so enjoy sharing knowledge. So being, I shall share some with you. York Furrier of Elmhurst is the finest furrier in the world by a considerable margin. York Furrier is the finest because of attention to detail. I like that. Because of quality, exclusivity, because of fashion and fur design, and because York Furrier uses only the finest fur from the world over. I'm telling you all this, which you probably already knew, so that I can tell you about York Furrier's August Fur Sale, where you can select from York's wonderful fur creations and save hundreds or even thousands of dollars. You really shouldn't pass it by. August Fur Sale savings from the finest furrier in the world, York Furrier of Elmhurst. I do so enjoy sharing this with you. The finest furrier in the world, York Furrier of Elmhurst, helping you to say it best for over a half century. 107 North York Road, Elmhurst. We just witnessed a clumsy attempt of a ghost trying to seduce a living woman. Something this Cupid has never had to do before. It seems that some tasks can be impossible even for the power of love. Let's see how our heroes fare in Act 2. We're going to pay a visit to a human colleague of mine. She's a psychic, and a good one at that. Maybe she can help us jaw your desires to Gretchen. Desire is a strong word. Don't be afraid. Embrace the strong words and feelings. I desire to move on to the afterlife. I desire to have been wearing a better set of jammies when I died so I wouldn't be stuck in this satin number forever. I'm really, I'm really more of a linen guy. Well, here we are. Hey, toots. Madame Becky, at your service. Who's your little friend? I'm an adult. This is John Johnson. He's my current assignment. Mmm, my sense. Yep, he's dead. Yes, but that's besides the point. The office put in the order before he died, so I need to get this love connection confirmed before he can move on. That sounds cosmically unethical at best. Real bad vibes. <laughs> Bureaucracy, am I right? I've never he heard of something like this. Is there a precedent? This has never happened before? Look, I'm no stranger to spirits that need help moving on, but usually it's things like, I don't know, regret or whatever. I think never falling in love is regrettable. And anyway, this is just the way the cookie crumbled. I don't really think that particular kind of regret really aligns with me. Uh, this is out of both of our hands, kid. Let's see what Becky can do to help you get dizzy with a dame. Oh, jeez. Okay, um, tell me about your lady love. Her name is Gretchen. She's ethical and, and likes yogurt. She sounds lovely. Okay, how can I be of assistance? Have you ever seen the movie Ghost? I'm 22. We need a spunky psychic to drop some truth bombs on Gretchen. Truth bombs? You mean that there's a ghost who needs her love to move on? Love, 
really is such a strong word. Exactly. Gretchen hangs out at this frozen yogurt joint called Sprinkles and Stuffs. It's mostly for kids, but I guess she really likes cold, soft food. Yeah, she's down there for her lunch break every day. We all talk about it at work. Gretchen? Mm, yeah? I'm a psychic, and I have someone who's looking to talk to you. His name is uh, John Johnson. My dead co-worker wants to talk to me. You're nuts. Tell her about the time Phil, the project manager, walked in on her eating a day-old frozen yogurt she left on her desk. Uh, he wants me to remind you of the time you ate old frozen yogurt. Everyone does that. It's not weird. What about the time the head of the Lionel Lakes District was visiting and she sat on her yogurt and didn't, didn't notice for the whole day? Aren't you supposed to be wooing her? What? This is weird. Uh, John was in love with you. No, I wasn't. What? What are we doing? I'm getting out of here. Wait! Wait, what about the time the butterscotch machine malfunctioned on her while, 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 while she was wearing white pants and she came back to work looking like she pissed herself? Uh, what about the time it looked like you pissed yourself? <laughs> what is your problem? Don't you want to move on? Don't you want to be in love? I don't want any of this. I'm Arrow Ace. <laughs> you were no ace. You were a middle manager. What? No, you don't understand. Unless you're the ace of striking out with women. Aromantic, asexual. I, I don't want anything but platonic relationships or, or didn't since I'm dead now. I, I just want to move on to whatever's next. You don't care about the keisters? I don't care about the keisters. I'm going to lose my job. Do you know what happens to cupids who get fired? What does this have to do with your job? I haven't been doing well at work, see? And I thought if I could finish your assignment, I'd be hitting on all eight. You're delaying my afterlife to benefit your career? You don't understand. When a cupid is fired, they don't exactly become unemployed. But the demotion is worse than being sent to hell. They become masturbation phantoms. Imagine, day in, day out, inspiring the masses to touch themselves. And it's not only while they're alone. No, people are inspired to touch themselves constantly. I don't want to be responsible for the next subway stroker or park pervert. Not again. Though I'm very angry at you, I have to admit, that is horrifying. Uh, I don't see how any of this can work if you can't love. I should just start shopping for my new uniform now. Rubber coveralls, here I come. No one ever said I can't love. I, I took a long time to accept myself despite my lack of desire for romance, but that doesn't mean I live without love. I have family and friends I love and, and who love me. I have hobbies I love. I have animals I love. Oh, Jesus. I don't, even, I, I don't think anyone's feeding Tristan my crested gecko. Wait, you can love. You just don't go in for the heavy petting. That's it. Quick, I know someone who can help. So there is hope for Cupid yet. 
though, still doesn't answer the question on how to get someone to love a ghost. What cards does Cupid have up his cherubic sleeves? We'll find out when we return with Act 3. Hey, um, can I use your... Oh, God, someone's here. Hello, uh, thank you for coming into Glenn's Corduroy Emporium. Can I show you some of our fine textiles and fabrics? Over here, this is a 20-gauge a uh, corduroy that I think you might be very interested with the shape of your thighs. Uh, come, take a look. I just want to know where your bathroom is. Let me show you these fucking corduroys. You got a choice, Glenn. You can either show me where the bathroom is, or I'm going to take your fine textile corduroys, and I'm going to shit on the zipper. Where is the bathroom? Uh, as you can see, uh, right over here, this doorway where I've laid down a stack of corduroy pants as a sign of fuck you, try on the pants. God damn it. Look, so here's the thing about me. I'm not a six-year-old being drugged off to church by his mother, okay? My family is all together. This is not a divorcee situation. I have no desire to wear your itch pants, all right? You can eat a dick wrapped in corduroy and choke on it. Now, you have three choices. You can either go fuck yourself, let me use the bathroom and go fuck yourself, or put on some corduroys and go fuck yourself. Either way it goes, I'm using the bathroom, and you can go and fuck yourself. I, sir, have never been so aroused. You may use the bathroom on one condition that I can watch. Fine, but only this once and only for three minutes, okay? I've got a lot to do. I've had a long day, and there's going to be a lot coming out of me. Also, I don't need you to know this, but you will know this going forward. I talk and name my shit, okay? So Alfred is coming whether you want him to or not, okay? Back the fuck up, stand outside, and is that for Breeze? Because we need fucking Febreze. Yes, I'm from the future. I know this is 1979. I don't give a fuck. I know what I can do. I know my powers. I need Febreze. Glenn's Corduroy, Corduroy, Corduroy at 210 North 2nd Street. Open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily, closed on Sundays. Proudly serving the greater Minneapolis area for 48 years. We learn that John isn't interested in making sex, which is good because he's dead. And that would be weird for Gretchen. But how will she feel love for someone who she can't even see? How will she pretend to laugh at his dumb jokes? Or struggle under the blankets when he gives her a Dutch oven? We're about to find out in the final act of our mystery drama. Clara Shortridge and Falls Esquire at your service. You're Clara Shortridge and Falls? I, I kind of assumed those were three different people. That's called marketing, son. I had my name changed to sound like a bigger firm. But do not be fooled, I'm quite a shark. We're in quite a pickle here. Can you look over this file for us? You see, Johnny here died right after this assignment was stamped. So, we can move on without consequence. 
yes, but then I'll be fired. And do you know what happens to Cupids when they get fired? Uh, you'd be the divine inspiration for the next movie theater molester, I guess. Yeah, the next dive bar diddler. I mean, you know, I don't necessarily mind people who varnish their wood in private, but this public clown boxing is unacceptable. I need to get this guy to fall in love, but he doesn't have any interest in melons. Uh, what about kielbasas? No kielbasas either. This guy doesn't look like to eat from any end of the buffet, huh? This feels offensive. Lucky for you, I have 15 years of love law under my belt. So let me, let me do some legal research here. Oh, here it is. Cupid versus Cousteau. This case set legal precedence for people to be allowed platonic love as a response to Cupid's metaphorical arrow. So the man in question was an adventurer, and his true love was the fish and the sea. He resisted Cupid's arrow, and his case went all the instances, all the way to the top, and finally the court found that his love of fish was just fine. A court needed to tell you that? All I need to do for both of you to get what you want is for John to be reincarnated into something that can provide platonic love. Oh, I've always wanted to be a dog. What? You've, you've already thought about this? You've, you've actually thought I want to be a dog before? Yeah. You haven't thought about that? You're just sitting around watching TV and you think, boy, I would love to be a dog someday. I don't know why you're making such a big deal out of this. Okay, here. Sign this reincarnation paperwork. Here and here. Okay. And underline that. Okay, got it. Then put your initials here. Oh, okay. And here. All right. And one more here. Okay. Question. Can you draw a dog? What do you mean? Well, you have to draw a dog, or you have to draw what kind of dog you'd like to be. Couldn't I just describe what kind of dog I'd be? No, unfortunately, you have to draw it. It's legal procedure. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not an artist or anything, so... <laughs> but seriously, if you draw it weird, that's how you will look for real, and you will be unlovable, so do better. How's that? I think it passes for adorable. And we're done. The file is glowing. It's marked complete. We did it. I guess you could say... Every dog has its day. <laughs> bark, bark, bark. Oh, hello. I see someone looks miserable. Is it that obvious? I've been having a really rough week. Why don't you pull up a seat at the pet counter and tell me about it? Well, like I've been really isolated lately and things at work aren't great, my coworkers just don't get me, and I think a ghost has been hitting on me. Oh jeez, that does sound rough. You're not the first person to come in here looking for an emotional crutch. Let me take a look and see what I might have for you here.
go. This little guy came in today. He's cute, playful, and he loves yogurt. Bark. Bark. Perfect. Oh, come home with me, new best friend. I love you already. Oh, okay. Well, dear listeners, what have we learned? Sometimes love can be as simple as wanting to be a dog. And other times, you can talk about legs as being getaway sticks. In either case, you can still be happy without getting all handsy. Our cast included Wanda from Learn the Night Sky, Chantel and Amy from Unsighted, an English lit podcast, Ben from Words About Books podcast, and Elton from Elton Reads a Book a Week podcast, Glenn and Gertie Nuzzles, and your host, P.P. Marshall. The entire production was under the direction of Glenn and Gertie Nuzzles. Here's a preview to our next tale. Hmm. Mom said I was crazy for driving cross-country by myself, but I really love this. It's so great. Oh my god. I keep seeing that same hitchhiker every few miles. I swear to god he's mooning me. I'm just going to try to get to my motel tonight. Ah, shit. What was that? Oh, man. My car's breaking down. What the hell? Something's coming out of the woods. Hey. Hey, look at my butt. Hey, look at my butt. Is he running backwards? Oh, my God. He's running backwards with his butt out. He's rubbing his butt on a window? Look at it! Look at it! Look at my butt! Oh, God. Look at my butt! Look at it! No! Oh, this is P.P. Marshall, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, listen. If your friends call you the silver fox, you like your gray hair. It's your trademark. But if your hair is a streaky, mousy, tired-looking gray, you don't like it. Colorex is the answer to men's tired-looking gray hair. Colorex lets you decide the color of your hair. Whether you leave the cream on for three minutes for light brown, five minutes for medium brown, or ten minutes for a richer brown, your hair will have the highlights that make hair look natural. Colorex, generous two- to four-month supply. Use only as directed.